When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, one of the big news items today is this congestion pricing issue. And it turns out there's been, um, well, there's been uh, a lot of back and forth between the, the governor of New Jersey, who's a complete dick, Phil Murphy, and the governor of New York, who's a witch, Kathy Hochul. I don't know who to root for in this one, but I hate congestion pricing, so I'm rooting for Phil. Uh, and now the borough president of Staten Island, Vito Purcell, Nicole's laughing, uh, jumped aboard. So now it's Vito and Phil against Kathy. And sitting in front of me is a great congresswoman who looks spectacular today. I must say this. Nicole Maliotakis, you've been talking about this all morning on TV. You look great. You're perfect outfit for radio, huh? Yes. You, you're pink. You, you look, are you tan? Uh, maybe I look tan. You're tan. You've been, you've been in the Hamptons at Katsimatidi's house or something, no. right? <laughs> you don't go to the Hamptons on the weekend? No, man. I'm working all the time. I was you're with working the Korean War veterans yeah. this weekend. I, I did see that. Uh, tell us about that. Well, it's the 70th anniversary of the armistice, and so uh, they had a nice ceremony. What was so nice about it is the Korean community in Staten Island in particular never forgets what these veterans did for them, you know. And, and you know, these heroes now, they're mostly in their 90s, and to see them still come out uh, is, number one, a beautiful thing. But also to see the young generation of Korean Americans, they actually had a group from Korea come to perform for them. Right to do a nice traditional uh, song and dance, and it was a beautiful thing. And and the fact that they're so appreciative that these heroes uh, defended their freedoms and protected their uh, sovereignty is amazing. And so it's a beautiful, uh, just a nice. What was this? What was this? This was in Staten Island, New York, at one of my uh, local churches. Um, And you know, uh, last year we actually, thanks to President Donald Trump, we were able to bring back the remains of a Korean War veteran. Remember that, uh, and that was to the Bay Ridge part of my district, and that was really something that was spectacular. And I spoke on the House floor uh, about it, and and unfortunately, uh, just the other day, we lost a hundred-year-old veteran on Staten Island, World War II veteran named Dan Houlihan. Mm -hmm. And just last, uh, two months ago, I was with the Secretary of the Navy where we presented him with his bronze star that he received during World War II. And I'm just so happy we were able to get that done and present him with that honor because when the rest of his group received the medal, he was off in another country. He was deployed again. So he never actually got his bronze star. So this was a beautiful thing and sadly we lost him. Another another member of the greatest generation. That is sad. I'm sorry. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. You know, it just occurred to me, I've been complimenting you all morning long on how you look. You look great. You went pink. And it just occurred to me, I spent the whole first 40 minutes of the show destroying adults who are dressing as Barbie. All weekend long, if I see one more real housewife of somewhere or stop it. Please, stop. I'm begging you. Please, don't put up a picture of you and Tony Bennett because you met him once. 
and don't wear pink because of Barbie. Now it just hit me. Well, I'm not wearing pink because of Barbie. No, I'm not yeah, wearing yeah. pink because of Barbie. You swear? Give me, a, give me a break. I was on television. I was trying to stand oh, out a little, you look great. You know? No, but so you're not trying to do the Barbie thing? No, of course not. Okay. Why would I? And by the way, isn't that a woke movie? Yes. I heard it was a woke movie. It, I'm I mean, not going to pay to see that. Uh, you know, it, listen, you're a female who has done great. You've done great. You're the first female, all these first things. You know, he's the first Puerto Rican. He's the first black. I can kill us. But you are like the first Greek and Cuban and whatever it is. Fact is, you're a great, great congresswoman, a great political lady. I don't care where you come from. But this movie, I think, does go into women's power. And basically, she cuts Ken's balls off, castrates him, and becomes, you know, the star of the world. I, and now, I haven't seen it. That's what I've been told. Does that sound like something you'd want to see? Uh it reminds me somehow of the mayor's race. <laughs> Maybe I wish I had Barbie's ending in that mayor's oh, race. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. It, there is a similarity. I can see that. <laughs> so one of the things you've been on top of from day one is congestion pricing. I mean, all the way back when I had no idea what was really going on. And uh, what I've heard is it's going to cost about $23 to get into the city. Now, if you live in one of the other boroughs, you can take a train. You can get there by public transportation. You guys on Staten Island, to Vito Pasella's point, you're dead. you got to drive over the bridge. You're basically dead. you got a ferry, I guess. Uh, so it makes it more difficult for you. So congestion pricing for Staten Islanders specifically is a real issue. Is that fair to say? Look, it's definitely a, a real issue for the outer boroughs. There's no doubt about it. We do lack the transit options that uh, the other, you know, certainly Manhattan has. Uh, that's number one. But number two, uh, it's a $23 fee to... Enter another borough in the city in which you live. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's on top me, of the Verrazano Bridge toll. Oh, my God. That's like, how much is that, 15 Well, thankfully, we have the Staten Island discount, uh, but my Brooklyn constituents don't get a discount when they go to Staten Island. So what do they pay? So it's, I don't, it, it keeps raising. They just raise it again. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like over. It's like 20 bucks now. So it's going to cost over $40 just to get to work. That's over 200 bucks a week. That's a ton of money. Explain to me, because, again, you're smart about this. Explain to me what the governor thinks she's doing here. Is it does she really think it's going to there'll be less congestion in terms of cars in the city? Why is she doing this? Well, I think it's two things. One is it's a war on cars. We know that the left is looking to you know make everyone ride a bicycle, uh, which are, by the way I ride a bicycle. It's nothing against bicycles. It's just that you know it's not convenient when you're commuting to go to work. Number two. Uh, it is a cash grab. You know, they can never find enough money to feed the black hole that is the MTA. And remember this. The governor lied to the people of New York. If you're listening, the governor lied to you. I don't believe okay? that. Because in, in, it, <laughs> when, when she got this federal influx of COVID money, of infrastructure money, she said 2023, 2024, there would be no toll and fare increases. What happened just last week? They increased tolls and fares. And now they want to still jam down another $23 cash grab. And, and and the thing is this, I do think that Governor Murphy, I do think that Borough President Vino Fasella have a case here because... Well, what is their case? What are they suing so, so, exactly for? So Congressman Josh Gottheimer and I, we started the Anti-Congestion uh, Caucus in Washington, and we've been evaluating the legal options and legislative options. And we've been saying all along that they have violated NEPA, which is the National Environmental Policy Act. It would require, it should require either an environmental assessment or a Full and thorough environmental impact statement. This is a one, the first in the nation type program. We know from the little assessment that they did that it will shift congestion. It will shift pollution to outer boroughs. They never conducted a full and thorough environmental impact uh, statement for this first in the nation program. So we believe because they didn't do that, 
they're in violation of the NEPA law. So that's, so the that's what they're suing. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, but why is Phil Murphy so upset? He's in a different state. Is it? He's well, because about his constituents going are going to get taxed too. No, his his New Jersey people are going to get taxed every time they come into the zone. Right. right. So he's got you know nurses and waiters and people who work overnight shift, just like my constituents who you know they're afraid to ride the subway at five in the morning or two a.m. Why? Because of Kathy Hochul's ridiculous bail law that has made New York City less well, safe. Explain this to me. Phil Murphy uh, is one of the worst Democrat governors in the country. Every Democrat policy, he dives in headfirst. He just does. He is horrendous. You're telling me all of a sudden he actually cares about well, his look, people? Uh, clock is right two times a day, right? So, I mean, the thing is, is that he's doing more to help the people of New York than our own governor, it's Kathy true. Hochul, who it's just true. wants to bash us over the head with more, you know, asking us to pay more money. Well, here's the bad news, Okay. Uh, the MTA has come out this morning, according to Noam Layden. They are aware of the lawsuit. They're aware of all the issues and people like you and I talking about it. And they don't care. Of course they don't care. They're arrogant. But listen, the, the, the thing is this. I truly believe that there is a legitimate case here because the Biden administration came in and just rubber stamped this thing. Okay. They let them do the shortcut. Uh, governor was so desperate to jam this through. The Biden administration, Buttigieg, who also has a war on cars, it rubber stamped it to jam it through. They want to jam it through because they know that potentially we get a new president uh, next year. They would, they would, they could stop this. Just like had Lee Zeldin won, this would have been off the table too. Right. But, but the problem is that they're trying to jam this through. But this lawsuit can actually, if anything, right, will delay. delay I, think, it. I think that they can stop it. Right. But it, it, it gets tied up in court for now. That will delay it if we get a new president who will be, you know, a normal president. Uh, then we can actually right. work with him to stop this. Now, I've also introduced legislative language, by the way, that would strip uh, Federal Highway's ability to enter into a tolling agreement with the MTA uh, by by prohibiting them from using any federal funding for this. That would stop this thing dead in its tracks. And we got it past the House Appropriations Committee. I think we'll get it past the entire House. You know, of course, Schumer will be a problem in the Senate. Uh-huh. but. Look, we're going to continue to exhaust every option we have because no one should have to pay $23 to go into another borough in the city in which they live. And if Kathy Hochul wants people to ride the subway, make it safe. Yeah, it's fair enough. I just had uh, Police Commissioner Eddie Caban on. He said it is getting safer. It is. He said crime stats are down. Uh, but you're right. I, I talked about perception. People are still scared to death. And sometimes perception is a lot more dangerous than reality. Now, the question becomes about the mayor. Now, the governor's never here. She comes in. Goes to a nice dinner, drops a ceremonial puck at a Ranger game, then goes back to Buffalo. Gets booed, by the way. Gets booed. booed. I mean, booed loud. It was great. I loved it. I played it for a hundred times. But the mayor's here. He's in the city every day. The mayor loves these people. He tells me that. How could he be okay with this? What what has he said about it, Mayor Adams? You know, honestly, he's been kind of quiet about it. When he does talk about congestion pricing, he he says that he's concerned that it's not the right time to be doing this. He does say that. And he has said he's been concerned that this is not the right time to be doing this because the city is trying to get back on its feet post-COVID. We see the city still kind of, you know, there's not a lot of people here enjoying the entertainment and the nightlife and the Broadway shows. We need to get New York City back. People are not returning back to their office places. Right, right. Uh, we need to deal with that first. It's not the right time. I was just talking to John Katsimatidis, and he said it perfect. He said, New York City already has one nail. What, are you going to stick another nail? <laughs> into? I mean, th- th- that is the truth. That is what the True. governor is doing. And the mayor sees it. The mayor should be more vocal about it. So, so you want the mayor to be more vocal? Of course. He should be more uh, vocal and try to stop him. this thing. And Nicole says to be more vocal. And by the way, stop text misinterpreting him. the right to shelter law. Oh, my God. You're still mad about that? 
Let's get back to that in a second. My friend Ralph Napolitano checks in. He said, I love Nicole, but uh, she's missing the point when it comes to Murphy. Murphy wants a piece of the pie. He doesn't care about New Jersey people. He wants a kickback. See, I would buy that quicker because he's such a scumbag than he actually cares about his constituents. But I may be wrong. Is that possible? I I mean, yeah, it could be possible. He did say that, you know, New Jersey was paying this fee, but they weren't getting anything for their transit. It could be like he's trying to cut some type of deal like the Bronx did. The Bronx, all of a sudden, nobody in the Bronx cares anymore about congestion pricing because they got, you know, some some funding sent their way by the MTA, some commitments. Uh, But nonetheless, the lawsuit is still exactly what Josh Gottheimer and I uh, said was the issue, which is that they violated NEPA. So if we could stop it or delay it, hey. That's a good thing. It's better than what our governor's doing. True. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Now let's get to the right to shelter thing you just talked about. You've been uh, also very, very uh, vociferous about this, the whole migrant deal. And we talked about the high schools in Staten Island, New Dorp being one of them. You and Pacella, I got to tell you, a really good one-two punch. You and Vito are great. Maybe one day you'll be uh, governor and he'll be mayor. Who knows? Uh, But uh, he also yells and screams about a lot of the same stuff. Right to shelter. How exactly did the mayor confuse the two? Well, look, the bottom line here is in 1979, when they had this court degree, it was intended for, you know, homeless New Yorkers, okay? Our our citizens that were lying, like they are today, by the way. Well, you got to um, go to Curtis Lee's Instagram page, Nicole. Did you see it this weekend? I, oh, you got to go. So, I can't keep up with Curtis. He's I, doing too much stuff. I know, but he's standing behind a bench in Central Park and 110th Street, and there's a lady there, clearly homeless, yeah. socks, garbage everywhere, and he's talking over her. And he's saying, look at this lady. She's American. She is on a bench. In the meantime, there's a migrant down the block living like a king. How is that okay? It's so sad. And and right now you have more of these migrants in New York City shelters than you do actual uh, U.S. citizens here in New York. Now, the problem is this. The mayor misinterpreted. And why I say that? Because when this court decree in 1979 came out, it was not meant for homeless New Yorkers. Okay. It was never meant for people who strolled over the border the the uh, last week. Now, if the mayor argues this, you say, look, think about it from a logical perspective. Okay. By his understanding of this, if all 7 million people who crossed our border come to New York City, we would have to house them. If all 8 billion people on the planet came to New York City, we would have to house them based on the mayor's interpretation of this law. It's ludicrous. So, of course, it was only meant for homeless New Yorkers. So he has to just stop misinterpreting this thing. And 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 you know what I've learned? People are coming from Chicago and other cities now yeah. to New York City yeah. because they're receiving free shelter. And so the mayor truly has to stop this. And he has to be more forceful with the president and the governor, too. Tell the president to secure the border. We passed two pieces of legislation, one to prohibit the mayor from using schools as shelters, which was a ridiculous idea to begin with. And number two, 
um, to secure our border, our border security act. But the, Schumer yeah. won't pass our bill, and then well, he won't pass his bill if he doesn't like our no, bill. Sure bill. Well, do, but do something. He's passing. Look, I love Tony Bennett, but I mean, really, to do a resolution on Tony oh, Bennett cares? and do nothing please. on any of the right, things please. that we are facing but, as a country. By the way, I played twice this morning Tony Bennett on the Howard Stern show, and I love Tony Bennett too. Saying nine eleven was our fault, just so you know that I played the audio. So Tony Bennett, not that great. But uh, getting back to uh, the uh, the uh, the border, the House. I heard, is about to impeach Merrick Garland. Why not include Mayorkas? That son of a bitch. Well, look, we're, we're you're gonna, I think you're going to see a lot going on uh, in the next few months, but uh, they're almost done with their investigations. We've been doing a number of investigations. Look, the thing is, we, we believe in facts, right? We believe in getting the facts and then taking action based on actual facts, not what these people did with a political witch hunt against President Trump. So I think you're going to see a lot of things happening over over the next few months. And I have full faith in Jim Comer and Jim Jordan uh, that we're going to be doing uh, what the people want to see, which is account- hold them accountable. But right now we're in the transparency phase. Gotcha. We're exposing everything that's gotcha. going on. I'm curious, uh, in your daily job, how often do you get a chance to talk to people like Kevin McCarthy or, or Comer or Jordan? How often? I see them all the time. I mean, you know. We're, yeah, in D.C. And, and, and they're great. I mean, Jim, Jim Comer is, uh, is, is a good friend. And Jim Jordan is a great, great guy, too. I mean, we, I talk to him all the time. And. I think uh, actually, you know what the speaker is going to be showing us is the 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 sounds of freedom yes, movie. We're going to be seeing that. a screening tomorrow night, uh, which is exciting. I'm so it's going to be here in the city. No, it's going to be at the Capitol after oh. we're done with votes tomorrow. We're going to have a, a, a late night you. screening of that show. What a, what movie. a life you've got! What a life! Uh, you've yeah, got. once in a while I get to watch a movie. <laughs> so with these people. Yeah. So then on the way out here, we've been talking about the possibility of a uh, of seceding Staten Island. I know that your friend Joe Borelli is dying to do it. Yeah. I think Vito may be leaning in that direction, although he's kind of tight-lipped about it. Now with this congestion pricing thing, another thing where Staten Islanders get screwed. Is it time to yeah. secede? I think it's time to secede. I actually looked into whether we should become a U.S. Virgin <laughs> Island. But you know what? We lose our vote in Congress, which we need that vote. You but become, I to be a U.S. Virgin a, Island. I don't know. You know, let's just let, I'm looking at <laughs> every option on the table. Nicole, you know? there's no virgins left on Staten Island. Well, listen, we, listen to me. We need to – we need to – there's no value in being part of this city and, and the state. We didn't vote for this mayor. We didn't vote for this governor. All we get is the bill. Right. Right. And right. we know we're 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 left out and we're the forgotten borough when it comes to the things that we need. And then when it comes to migrant shelters, all of a sudden they remember us. True. True. So do you think there's a real chance that you'll secede? I mean, honestly, no, you know, the problem is you need the city and the state to sign off on it. You, mm. That's what happened. We actually got to the point where we were going to secede and Shelley Silver stopped it mm. that, you know, so it's really hard when we're if we're a cash cow for the city and the state, they'll never let us go. Right. Um, so, but people, people have to understand that people like Councilman Justin Brannon, uh, you know, the, the city, they increase the property tax levy year after year to vote for the, you know, a bloated budget and, and we get hit with the bill. That's what we're here for. Right. That's what they think. Well, what is your friend Ari Kagan doing as we speak to make sure he beats Brannon come November? I think he's been doing a good job. He certainly fought the issue of, uh, and he stopped. He actually got rid of a a a, a shelter uh, in a in a, one of his schools in his district. Right. He voted against the property tax levy, increasing that property tax levy when Justin Brannon, the campaign, the, the finance chairman for the council, was looking to grab more money from your pockets to pay for this bloated budget that he put together. Uh, Ari Kagan stood up and voted against. That not only the budget, but he also voted against increasing the property tax levy. So I applaud him on that. And look, he's he's out there. He's he's doing the right thing. And I think that's important. People have to understand that we have a chance to win that council seat 
in southern Brooklyn. And you know what's interesting about Justin Brandon? In redistricting, he actually cut out Diker Heights from his district because, you know, here here we want – Republicans want to keep out districts because we know we do a good job. We're representing people well. I, I fought to keep my district the way it was. Why? Because I beat a Democrat, so I fought for that seat. But I do a good job, and I know that the people will reward me and reelect me. This guy had to redistrict and change – take parts of <laughs> sure. out because he knows he's doing a bad job and everyone – he almost lost. By, he almost lost last, last year. <laughs> it's true. we got to get him out. Well, listen, you are great. You really are great. This is a fabulous appearance. You look fantastic. Uh, good luck the rest of your day, and have fun in D.C. tomorrow. We'll do it again very, very soon. Great to be with you. Steve. Great to be with you, too. That's uh, Nicole Maliotakis. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.